Welcome to ReCommerce, a podcast for e-commerce wearable brands navigating technical complexity and change. Brought to you by Command-C. Welcome to another episode of ReCommerce. Today, I'm here with Nicole, and I'm Sarah, the founder of Command-C. And today's episode is going to be a part two of what we started talking about in the last episode, which was all about the strategic ways to approach on-site conversion rate optimization. In today's episode, we're going to shift our focus from strategy to on-site elements that you want to make sure are in place as sort of the foundation for your conversion rate program. Sounds like a good plan. It's great to be here. So I think right off the bat, the first one is just making sure that companies are on the best platform for their business. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, this is so key. It's the crux of so many challenges and the crux of so many efficiencies. I don't know that the rest of our list goes in order, but this is by and large the most foundational element of Mm -hmm. conversion rate optimization. Being on a platform that is not the ideal platform for you leads to so many inefficiencies. It leads to administrative overhead. It leads to frustration. It leads to not thinking creatively or innovatively about your site because you're so bogged down in the technicalities. Ensuring that you're on the best platform that exists for your business is just so important for any kind of return on investment that you're going to make in conversion rate optimization. That's a, that's a, just a key point. And I'd also point that we did a podcast on the exact topic of how to decide which platform is right for me a little bit ago. So that's an earlier episode of e-commerce. So absolutely like ensuring that your best, you're on the best platform for your business is the number one foundational step. If I had an airplane with a banner flying behind, It would say, get on the right platform for your business. Yes, absolutely. And and let's keep in mind that we're not talking about kind of in this segment, we're not talking about all of the things one might do with their site. We're really trying to lay the groundwork and say, like, have these keystones in place before em- embarking on a, your grander CRO plan. Okay, so at this point, we're talking about companies that have their e-commerce strategy in place, and they are on the best platform for their business. Like there's already two big wins in place right here. And building upon that, the next foundational step deals with site navigation and filtering and categorizing products clearly and personally. Now, Mm -hmm. I know this sounds like such basic e-commerce 101, but it's it's a little surprising how sometimes we still see retailers that create kind of confusing paths for very simple things. Oftentimes that's a symptom of 
of just being too close to the business. So point. when you're coming from, you know, knowing your business inside and out, you're really not in the ideal position to be making decisions about what a front-end user who d- doesn't know anything about right. your business is going to experience on your site. Right. There needs to be some objectivity. Absolutely. And with that being said, and, and the, the kind of flip side of that coin, I would say, is the positive side about being really deep in your business is knowing your customers. And I think that there's kind of two different approaches, or not really different, but two different ways of thinking about site navigation and filtering. One is just that it's super crystal clear and it's very easy to find things. And then secondly, how do your unique customers look for things on your site. And what I mean by that is, um, for example, I was just um, looking recently, we'll have a piece of content coming out soon on luxury commerce. And one example in that was Gucci. Um, They do a fantastic job of showing their collections from the runway, which is very exciting for Gucci followers. And then they say, shop this look. And mm-hmm. navigate from the runway to the precise outfit that has come down the way that you want. And it's the shoes and the shirts and the accessories. And so that's a really exciting way for a follower of Gucci to then be able to purchase the products. I mean, it's like taking right from the excitement of the show and then being able to buy. So it's those kind of like unique approaches in your business. You know, Nike, for example, they're going to navigate, they're going to create their navigation by sports, by specific sports. Like what you can buy in the tennis department is going to be for even apparel is going to be very different from what you're going to buy in running, for example. And I think it's also important to note that there's a fine line here, right? Like we're not necessarily suggesting get creative with your navigation. We're saying know your customers and know how your customers think when they're looking for your various products. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, something that we've talked about before that I I really love to emphasize is that the kind of mechanics of online shopping are well established. And so like, as you're doing a financial transaction on your site, that's not the moment to like, Hey, let's, let's try this list <laughs> on how they enter their credit card, you know, like, no, let's not. So, yeah. <laughs> but the innovation comes from the products and the, and the content around the products and like the, the, the experience in those elements of your site. All right, moving on, let's talk about search because this is another key area to really have down well before, again, kind of this larger scale CRO project that you're going to embark upon. And search is a big phrase these days. There's lots of different features that can come along with search. Uh, And some of your more advanced conversion rate optimization hypotheses and tests can certainly revolve around adding additional functionality to search. I mean, search, there's so much exciting technology coming out with search from Adaptive search that will, you know, rank your results based on 
um, you know, how often they're sold or other customer behavior, um, really leveraging machine learning with search to kind of deliver results based on past customer history. But as a baseline, you want there to be a good search tool in place. And by good search tool, we mean we want it to cover the basics. So we want to make sure that it accounts for different spellings, making sure that search is smart enough to interpret what's being put into the field. Also accounting for misspellings. Um, That's pretty important. It's something that happens quite a bit. So a search that's smart enough to interpret what someone within reason <laughs> means when they enter a search phrase. And and the, the third sort of fi- foundational element is autofill. At this point, autofill is really important. Making suggestions, having a search that shows some visuals is really helpful. But again, we're just trying to cover the bases here. And we, we want to make sure that search is robust enough out of the box where it's easy for people to find what they're looking for. Absolutely. I mean, it just simply put, you're not going to convert the sale if people can't find what they're looking for on your site. That's right. So making sure that that's squared away is is a key step towards on-site conversions. You're listening to ReCommerce, a podcast for e-commerce wearable brands navigating technical complexity and change. Brought to you by Command-C, a development team that saves e-commerce retailers from outdated tech and ineffective operations, with a strong focus on Magento and Shopify+. Plus. You can learn more about how we help at commandc.com. Alrighty, next on our list is to address the PDP, the product details page. Great, yes. So um, the main thing to know about product pages is that it's just crucial to tell customers everything that they need to know to buy a product. Um, And I would also, while we're talking on this, I'd love to point people toward an article on our site, 22 rules for product pages. Um, And it might surprise people that there are so many. Um, But we outlined all those steps because indeed, you know, sometimes things fall through the cracks. One of the main things I see fall through the cracks in product pages is has to do with imagery. It's so important to include an image that shows your product to scale. So, for example, if I'm shopping for a skirt and it tells me that the skirt is, you know, 38 inches long. Well, okay, fine. But I don't have a sense of where is that going to hit me? Is that going to be like, I think it's below my knee, but is it four inches below my knee or right below my knee or this kind of, you know, all this kind of thing. So I really want to see it on a model in order to get a sense of scale. Um, That certainly has to do with other items like, you know, bags and different accessories and things like that. You know, just what does it look like on the body? That's one of the main places where I see things drop on product pages. And then also 
just thinking of product descriptions. You know, is there anything that can, you know, have you told the customer absolutely everything that that person needs to know? Um, I recently bought a desk online and it was a desk with a shelf above it. And I really needed to know the space from the top of the desk surface to the bottom of the shelf because I was going to put my computer in there. And eventually over days of emailing with customer service, I figured it out, but they could have converted the sale right away if I'd been able to see the measurement right from the start. You're a committed shopper. Wow. (laughs) I love this desk. (laughs) (laughs) So then the next thing, thinking about Um, tactical steps to get more on-site conversions is really taking a look at customer engagement. Like how are you showing that your customers are involved with your brand? Two just, you know, regular ways to do this, really good, useful ways to do this are um, user-generated content and product reviews. Um, when you know there's been some surveys that show like if if a product doesn't have any reviews it actually like really slows people down from buying it they're just not they're too hesitant to go do you mean if there are no reviews on the site or if there are reviews but there are zero reviews i think it's better to not have reviews at all than it is to put up the option for reviews without a strategy So if you're going to do reviews, I think it's important to know how you're going to engage customers to leave those reviews. I think we've all seen sites where, you know, we go to a product page and there's a spot to leave reviews or it might say be the first to review. Um, But if you've seen been looking at the product more than once or so and you're not seeing anyone circle around and leave a review, it just gets this feeling like, oh, maybe this product isn't what I think it is. Mm -hmm. Totally. And I think that, you know, especially for smaller businesses, reviews can be overwhelming and that might, you know, it might work better for your company to leverage user generated content. So getting people to submit images with a hashtag on Instagram or even social proof in the way of testimonials. But I'll tell you, I've been doing a lot of online shopping recently and when there's no social proof, be it a review or a testimonial or some sort of user-generated content, I don't buy. Like it's that compelling to me at this point, especially with a higher ticket item. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. And it's interesting too. One thing that I'm really finding myself is looking at like user photos, you know, I think mod mod cloth was one of the first, the pioneers of that. And I just, I just love sort of the community spirit of it. Like, okay, I like this dress and here it is on five different women. And it's just kind of cool to see like what it becomes. Yeah. So with that in mind, thinking about customer engagement, the Another uh, tactical step here in the line of of serving customers is customer service. You really want to make sure that you have the basics of communication in place on your site. I can certainly say just what you were talking about, like if you don't see any sort of social proof, it really doesn't feel like you want to buy. I feel the very similar if I go to a site and there's no way I can pick up the phone and call somebody or I can't chat or I can't uh, zip an email to someone. Those forms of communications on an e-commerce site are just imperative at this point. And also, you know, hopefully companies want to have those kinds of engagements. You know what I mean? 
it goes a long way in terms of the understanding and grasping the nature of the company that you're choosing to do business with. If customer service isn't in place, then it just feels like they don't get you. Absolutely. And one of my most favorite examples of this recently was Modern Citizen. Um, They do a thing where they if you're looking at it, let's say a shirt that I, there was a shirt I really liked and it said, text us to find out the inventory. And I did. And I had a complete text conversation with a representative from the, the company over the course of an afternoon. And I found out they had my size and in the New York city store and I'm free to go get it any time. And it was just like, it was felt like texting a friend, honestly, like uh-huh. it was like back and forth and easy. And, you know, I got the information I needed. Man, they would love to hear that. That's awesome. All right. So that brings us to the last but absolutely not least item on our list, which revolves around checkout and making it a huge priority that your checkout experience is clear, communicative, easy, and efficient. And what we mean by this is you're not asking for more information than you need. If you're asking for any information that is out of the norm, you're making it clear why you're asking for that information. You're showing the user clearly where they're at in the checkout process, and you're adding any other necessary tooltips. And I'm going to add a plug here also that this rule or this suggestion applies to mobile as well. (laughs) So don't forget about mobile. Absolutely. And I would also just add, just please, if I can make a pitch to retailers everywhere, please don't ask anyone to force anyone to sign up for an account before they close the sale on your site. Like, let them check out. Feel free to say after checkout, would you like to set up an account? Okay, maybe I do. You know, I'm going to be back. But as far as, I mean, you just kill the deal when you get to checkout and it says, you know, please set up an account before buying. For sure. Thank you for letting me get that off my chest. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Anytime. That concludes today's episode. Thanks so much for listening. And thanks, Nicole, for being here. My pleasure. Thanks a lot. We look forward to another episode. Same here. Looking forward. Bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you join us again for another episode of ReCommerce. commerce